Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, June 6, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket. In fact, we're going to take a look at the market from a big picture perspective as well as from a smaller picture perspective. We're going to look at both sides of the tape, and I think what you'll find tonight is going to be very interesting and very instructive when we look at a multitude of charts. You're going to start to understand, if you don't already, how things morph from shorter time frames to larger time frames and how we can read the market using both time frames. With that being said, strap yourself in, tray tables in the upright position, let's rock and roll. The first thing we do is take a look at the daily chart. What's jumping off the page at us? Well, the first thing is the market's technically still certainly in a downtrend below the 200, 150 period moving averages. However, just because it's in a downtrend from the larger picture perspective doesn't mean from a shorter time frame that it's not in a uptrend. Let's just quantify or qualify that for a moment. So the market is in a downtrend when you look at from the high back in April or late March, but from two weeks ago, it's in an uptrend from a shorter time frame or a shorter picture perspective. Okay, fair enough. That being said, what are our options? Well, there's always two options, up or down. I don't mean to be Captain Obvious, but it sets the table for looking at both sides of the tape, being the umpire calling balls and strikes. So the first thing we notice is we have a bullish, flaggish kind of pattern developing. We talked about this last week. So there's really been no change. Now we've had two what are called inside days to last Thursday. Last Thursday was the candle, the big green up candle here, and the last two days, Friday and today, were what we call inside days to the Thursday candle. Doesn't really mean much for now, but it's just a technical thing that you might as well be aware of. So from here, what are our options? Well, the market can certainly break to the upside out of this bullish flaggish pattern. That's what normally happens the majority of the time. However, the flag patterns hold a lot of risk. What kind of risk are we talking about? Well, let's say you bought the market expecting a breakout to the upside. Well, what happens if we end up breaking down? They break the bullish flaggish pattern, but they can set up a different kind of pattern, which is a higher low scenario. Okay. Write that down, keep it in the back of your mind for a moment because we're going to take a look at both sides of the tape. We're going to look at where the market may go if she cracked open. Now, let's kind of peel back the onion a little bit. Let's take a look at things from a more micro level, if you will. So let's just say for argument's sake, the market breaks up sooner than later. Where are they going? They're going to go into the 50 period moving average, likely spike it through and go right to around four and a quarter. Maybe they come up short. Maybe they spike it through. 
but that would essentially be the next target from a major big-time target picture perspective. Doesn't have to be the end, it's just a target. Now, let's look at the flip side. What happens if she's not breaking to the upside? What happens if she starts going lower? Now, don't forget, we had somewhat of a gap and crap situation today. The market gapped up nicely, and it basically gave back, if not all, most of the gains. So let's take that scenario and say, well, let's say they continue to sell into tomorrow. What's going to happen if they start coming lower? Well, we have a couple of things. We have this breakup candle low we were talking about last week, 407.70. You should be familiar with that number. Now, the lows that were made last week are slightly below that, but from a daily chart closing basis, that's really our bogey. But here's the situation. First, they've already run a test twice down in that neighborhood, tried to rally, couldn't really get going, and they're still in the bullish flaggish thing. So what I would say is, if they come down again to that neighborhood, are they likely running a third test or would the destination be actually lower on the third time around? And I would vote for lower on the third time around. So let's take a look at what is lower. And it's another spot we talked about last week. It's the gap. So the gap happens to be at 405.31. Now the other question would be, would they even stop at the gap since they almost got there last week, came up short twice, and bounced away? It's kind of like a teaser. Well, I would say I'm not a buyer at that gap. This is from the night before, looking in from the outside, that kind of stuff. Inside the number, members will have a beat on exactly what the makeup of the market is and where the opportunities are in the morning. And we're just hypothetically saying if we find the market down there tomorrow. So where would they be going below the gap? Well, getting below the gap on candle closes, hourly closes, daily close, all that stuff opens the door for lower stuff. And without getting into the intermediate stuff, that's where inside the numbers comes in. What we're doing is taking the bigger picture perspective and saying, where would the ultimate destination be if they started closing and getting significantly below the gap at 405.30. First, they would certainly run a test of the 20 period moving average, but all of a sudden, it's close to the big fat round number of 400. They come up short, they spike it through, then all of a sudden you're getting closer to the next breakup candle low, it's at 398 and change. Right over here, the actual low is 398.45. So somewhere in the vicinity, below the 20-period moving average, and above that breakup candle low at 398.45 would be the next destination. From a granular perspective, inside the number members would have that number. Now, that was a mouthful. I would put that stuff on a sticky note or rewind the tape and watch it again. Let's step it up a notch and talk about the weekly chart. And the reason is, is because we still have this big breakup candle from a couple of weeks ago. Now, generally speaking, what the market's telling you when they do that is there was some institutional participation in that move. I looked down at the volume, and I think that that concept is somewhat suspect, but we're going to go with the breakup candle, the good finish on the week, and they haven't really yet been rejected. So what we're going to say is, 
if they run some time off the clock in a bullish, flaggish kind of formation, just what we talked about on the daily chart, so in the top portion of the breakup candle, well, that's again the market's way of telling us that it's building energy for another move higher. But the other side of that, and what we have to note is, it's garden variety market behavior to actually run some tests down some of these big breakup candles. Markets do that. How far down, where they would stop, is a whole nother story for an inside the numbers type of conversation. Also, a conversation that could be centered around where do we find full stack type of setups? Well, the first thing we do is go back to all the stuff we teach here, all the stuff that's taught in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, and we say, from a larger picture perspective, what they're likely doing is eating some time off the clock, and in doing that, they're going to do the back and forth thing. Well, when they do the back thing, where would they be going on a garden variety retracement type of situation? You see how this works? Now, we're back to the daily chart. What I've done is put some Fibonacci retracements as a general guideline on the chart. Well, what do we have? Well, forget about the top one, but let's look at the 382 retracement and a 50% retracement. 382 comes in north of the 20 period moving average, south of the gap that we said I'm likely not a buyer at because of what happened already before. So what we're saying is somewhere of a spike of the 382 and maybe into or just short of the 50%, which incidentally, and mind you, there's no accidents or coincidences in the market, but the 50% retracement comes in just above the breakup candle low we just spoke about at 398.45. So you start to see how this begins to come together. If the market's coming down, everybody will be scared, the media's hair will be on fire, they're talking about inflation, Russia, China. You pick it, pick a topic, pick a brick out of the wall of worry. While they're doing that, the hair on fire thing, the market's doing what we call a garden variety retracement. How do you like dem apples? Put that on a sticky note. All right, let's check out inside the numbers. We'll check out the commentary first. We'll run through that. We'll circle back to stock on the move, you got the point there. Market was kind of quiet in the pre-market today. It is what it is, we take what Mrs. Market gives. We had a happy Monday and welcome to the snapback from Friday's decline. That's what she was showing at zero dark 30. The short version of the big picture is there's no change, meaning they've simply been going back and forth inside the most recent breakup candle low. They're eating time off the clock on the daily chart. That's what we just went over. I like my traders early in the morning to get the big picture. What are we talking about before we really talk about anything? You gotta put the thing in perspective. Now, we have 4.15.35. Mind you, this is zero dark 30, is an important spot and our early pivot for another leg higher. We have some other numbers above, below, there's a lot of white space known as no man's land between current price down to the closing price on Friday. There are two numbers of interest down below so far. This is at zero dark 30, 414, 412, 50. Now pay attention to this one too. 
Getting below the second number opens the door to fill the gap left open from Friday, and we're saying it's below 411. There's a lot of numbers down there based on what chart you're looking at. So from a broad stroke perspective, we're saying 411, below 411. We talked about a lot of numbers. Let's get our faculties. There's more, but let's start with this. Five-minute chart, right of the vertical is today's activity. So they open below 4.15.35. Remember, that's going to be our pivot. 4.14 was important. They run a test. They go back to 4.15.35, run a test, and they start bouncing in between. They get above it. They can't really sustain for very long, and they come back down. Okay, fair enough. So we had important numbers, 4.14, 4.15.35. You saw, and you'll see again, 4.16, 4.16.15, was the next number above. The one above that was one that was not reached. 417.45, I believe, was the number. All right, so we got our first look. Let's see what we have as the day starts to get underway. So before the opening bell, 415.35, just reiterating it's important, it's magnetic, and if above, opens the door for more pies in the face, meaning this is a little bit of a short squeeze. Traders that took short positions on Friday, hoping for a Monday collapse, they're getting a pie in the face, they're going to cover, and then we have to see what she's going to do. We've got to wait out the Johnny-come-latelys. Why? Because they're going to jump on board looking for higher prices, and then tricking companies going to show up to pull the rug out. We know how that works. All right, let's move along, see what else we have. First thing, right out of the chute, right half a minute into the day, a minute into the day, 4.15.31, and they start to pull back. They come up short by a few pennies. That's tricking company. They do that, but they'll be back. So right away, two minutes into the day, we're saying 4.14 and a spike of it could be tested. That will be the first showtime place for the bulls to take a stand. If not, and they go back up, they'll likely don't stop at 4.15.35 this time and continue making a run. So they didn't get to 4.17, but they got past 4.16. They tried to make a run, but were, as we say in the trading parlance, rejected. So here's where we know important numbers and what happens when they start spending too much time below or too much time above. It opens a door for other stuff. So 414, we know if they start getting below and closing candles below, aka also known as spending time below. Time is more important than price. Put that on a sticky note. The door opens for 412.50. First time down, they come up short of 412.50. Where do they go? Back to 414. The next time down, they spike through 412.50. Why? Because they came up short just before. Still an important spot, and you can see evidence here. They tried to run a test. The high here is 412.52. They were rejected. They finally got back above and then back below by the end of the day, trying to make another run into the close. Couldn't make it. 412.50 was our afternoon pivot, and you'll see that depicted in the notes. And we're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. You'll see as the market moved along, and it was kind of moving in slow motion for the most part until they just gave up the ghost where tricking companies showed up to pull the rug out late in the morning session. First, they were making a bullish flaggish thing, so we have to cite what's up north, what's above. Where could they be building energy to go? And when they're in a bullish flaggish kind of pattern, you don't know that that pattern's going to fail, but you have the awareness that if it fails, here's what is likely to happen. They'll start 
running a test of X, they'll get below X and they'll go to Y, all that stuff. That's why we have to know our numbers. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. We had a successful trade in AZN. And all morning long, it was a paint-dry kind of day until it wasn't. And here you go. They start to fall. So getting below 412.50 opens the door for 411 and then down to 410. And it says around 410 because you'll see a more refined number come out a little bit later. And here it is. So 11.39, if a trader was going to buy support at 412.50, they would have to be willing to also make another buy down around 410.60. And there it is, two lines on the screen. The top one is 412.50, the bottom one is 410.60. Now they bounced from 412.50. And let me explain, because this is very similar to stocks on the move. When there are two numbers on the board and they're rather close together, and when you're looking at something that's over 400 bucks, they're rather close together. So you have a zone. The market could respect and bounce off of either number. They could pay a visit to either number and you don't necessarily know if it's gonna visit both. So that's why they were both on the board and that's why they were both on the board that says if you're willing to buy one, you have to buy the other but they gave you the trade from 412.50 anyway, even though they came close, they went all the way back up and gave you the deal before running the test of 410.60 late in the day. Still yet, the numbers work. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. If you're active or would like to be active in the market, specifically the S&P, the E-mini, the e-mini micros, options, exchange-traded products, it doesn't matter, they all track the same thing. If you're active in the market during the trading day, this is information that you may find valuable. Stocks on the move. Can you believe we only had one candidate today? It was really quiet in the pre-market. It was hard to find, like a needle in a haystack, anything moving around at the opening bell that had an opportunity attached to it. I found one. AZN, we'll take a look at the chart. Here it is, haircut at the open, 63.95 was the number, they spike it by a little bit, turn around, go back in the other direction, provide the minimum required base hit, and that's it, floundered around the rest of the day. That's it, base hit, and that's okay. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Even if you have one on a day like today, it's fine, it's okay. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Really nothing's going on. They're creeping higher. They tried to run higher into the 50 period moving average today, sold off a little bit with the rest of the market, but finished positive on the day. There's nothing wrong with the IWM. They're trying to edge higher. We said they were gonna get to 188, 189. They got to 188.89. That is overhead resistance. So a pullback from this area is not out of the question. So what will we be looking at in a pullback type of situation? Well, the first thing I like to look at is the most recent breakup candle, and the low is 184.17. So they got to the target on the upside, and if they pull back, the first place they generally go from a larger picture perspective is to run a test of an important spot. The first important spot I can find on the daily chart is what? The breakup candle low. So that's it. That's what we're looking at. If we wake up to a green market tomorrow, positive, they'll be trading into the 50 period moving average. And the next important spot on the IWM is posted on the board 
inside the numbers. That's right. Now we're posting IWM prices, Q prices, SPY prices, ES prices. We're posting a lot of prices. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? Now we know the IWM is my favorite market leading indicator and the transports are number two favorite market leading indicator, number one canary in the coal mine. So what do we see on this chart? We see a market that was up 100 points today, three quarters of 1%. What are they doing? Very simple. They're edging up to try and run a test of the breakdown candle high. That's it, right here. The high is 14,728 and change, plus or minus a little bit on either side of that. That's what they're doing. They almost got there today. And by the way, we said that's what they would be doing when they were all the way down here. If they could start to get into this candle, what would they do? Quote, unquote. And you can go back to the videotape to find out. We said they would start to creep up that big breakdown candle. They would want to run a test at least in the vicinity or the neighborhood of the high. And there you have it. That's what they're doing. Can they get through it or will they be rejected is the whole other ballgame. The number they really have to stay above to keep the bullish type of case in mind would be this breakup candle low here, 14,220, give or take. You want them to stay above that, which keeps them above the 20 period moving average. That keeps what? What we talked about at the onset of the video in a different market, the SPY. It keeps this bullish flaggish pattern intact. Maybe this is a false breakout. Maybe this is the breakout. Either way, if they came right back in tomorrow but just started doing this again, there's nothing wrong. They're still doing the same thing, setting up for this. They start to come all the way down here, something different, same conversation as the SPY. All markets act and react the same way. Doesn't matter what the name on the chart is. And I prove that point in the course in Lazy E-Mini Trader. What about the Q people? Anything different over here? Absolutely not. It's the same conversation we had in the S&P and the same conversation we just had in the IWM, but a little bit different. It's a bullish flaggish kind of thing. And if they come down, maybe in the Qs, it's different than the SPY. The gap is farther away and they never came close to it in the Qs. And it is around that 20 period moving average. So looking at the Qs, I would be more interested at least to look at from an intraday perspective the area around the gap for a trade and a bounce back in the other direction, more so on the Q chart than the SPY chart, and I explained why. And now you see how you treat each chart independent of one another. If, in fact, the Qs were down filling their gap, the S&P 500 would likely be at the time below the gap that we discussed over there. So you have to understand, each chart is different than the other chart. The financials, anything going on here? Nope, same routine, same story, same bullish flaggish thing. If all the markets are going to fail, at least temporarily, and run some kind of a different kind of retracement, then they're all going to do it together, not to the same magnitude, but they're all going to do it together. That's the way it works. No exception over in Smash Mouth country. Same bullish flag. They're either building energy to make a run higher, or they're going to fail. This gap I don't like. They're going to come down into the 20 and likely below. 225, 226, I would be a buyer of Smash Mouth for an intraday bounce back up in the other direction type of trade. Put that on a sticky note. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. 
that is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.